Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep it real. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. And we're back, HBI podcast, health, business, and in between. And today it is a rapid fire session, and we're talking expansion. Now, when we talk expansion, it can be that you are opening your own business, you're taking more practitioners on, you're going to another location, you're starting to offer online things. We really just wanted to run through a few of the hot things we've seen in our experience that can be you know, the pitfalls that we run into or things to consider before you make that move. Now, he's going to make me vomit if you're on the video because Ben's moving around like a madman. Well, he's, look at this. Spinal hygiene 101. He's lying down and making sure his position is good. Benny, expansion. Hit us with it. Yeah. Expansion. All right. It's good to, to me and my wife's, her nuno, her grandfather, basically he, he, he had this massive building business back in the eighties was, was killing it, you know, 38 million contracts a year. Anyway, you know, a series of unfortunate events, the business sort of got liquidated, et cetera, et cetera. But one piece of advice he gave me and this, he's 90th next week. He goes, he goes, the wave that can make you is the wave that can break you. So I'm like, <laughs> very wise from an old Italian man who can barely speak yeah. English. <laughs> right. if, if that's what he said in English, you better know it's important, right? Yeah. And it's, it's been profound. It's sort of stuck with me since. And it's not until we go through these expansion or these experiences ourselves until we learn about, all right, that's what that meant. <laughs> that's what yeah. the correlation is. Anyway, expansion, you know, you got to be prepared for the worst. Now, that's quite hard to anticipate what would be the worst because you can't really anticipate. You don't know what you don't know. And that these current problems that you have in your life, like, you might have a handle on, you might not, but future problems, anticipated problems, it's like you almost can't comprehend unless you speak to someone else about like, all right, what could go wrong in this situation with a person who is in a very similar situation to you or who has, you know, been there, done that and go, well, look, this, this, this happened to me. However, this is what happened to me. It's not necessarily what will happen to you and what will happen to you might be different to what happened to me. So it's hard to actually get insight into those certain things. However, I've just gone through a decent expansion phase and what sort of, uh, you know, what we did, you know, we employed, got a new room, rent went up, staff got promoted uh, and I wasn't as tight with my money as what I should have. Annual leave, heap of annual leave came out. So therefore it put me in a position financially where I'm like, well, I had to start looking at, you know, having a much, my, my, my finger on the pulse when it came to the finances and I'm going through that transition at the moment. So basically you need to know what shit's going to cost you. And like, there's even additional factors to consider here. Like we're just going through a major inflation um, period, uh, COVID, you know, went through some big public holidays over the last couple of months. Like these are all things you need to anticipate when you are looking to expand. So I think that if I was to do it again, I got to look at almost the worst case scenario <clears throat> when it comes to expansion and a good piece of advice I got from my old business coach was, which I need to take into consideration when employing again, is like, you got to work your team hard. And then when everyone's full, work them another 20% harder. And then when they've hit that 20%, work them another 10% harder, and then you're ready to employ someone. So I think that 
certain little pieces of advice like that are quite helpful when it comes to, you know, employing, for example. But I just think that if I was to do do it over again, that I would um, definitely heavily consider uh, all options, all knowable options at the time, what could go wrong, what could go right. Because we always sort of tend to focus on what is the positive, how much better this will be for us. However, like, and then Nathan mentioned before the podcast as well, I was like, personally, what do you got going on in your life? And can you actually, is it feasible for you to expand? You might have another baby on the way. You might be planning to have a family. You might be buying a new house. Like a lot of this actually does boil down to your financial management and your financial health. So I think that fucking be, have a good accountant or just be fucking stingy and just keep a very close eye on what you spend your money on because you're not earning as much as what you think you're earning. And it's going to cost more than what you think is going to cost. But it's the infamous thing, right? Um, everything's going to cost 30% more at least than you think it's going to and take at least 30% longer, right? Like it's a very simple game to play. And especially one of the biggest things we all have, it's like not necessarily being tight, but being frugal, where it's like spend good money on what's important, but be very certain that it's important. And then at the same time on that sort of note, it's having someone to keep you accountable, right? Because again, you made a really good point before about, you know, speaking to someone. But the problem is until you experience it, you often don't take it seriously. Now, for both the members on this podcast today, as the leader of the dad pack, I did warn the team that once you have children, things can change quite viciously. And did we take that? Tell me. that you tried to warn me. <laughs> we don't like, cause you don't know till you know, right. And Literally. not like experiencing is knowing. And one of the biggest pitfalls that comes to expansion. And I want this to be not a don't expand podcast, but a things to take into consideration to make sure you're ready. Is it usually when you're looking at some form of expansion, things are rolling well, right? Money's coming in, like you're like, look, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And you have this idea that if we don't do this now, it's never going to happen. And you have not considered what it looks like to have that extra person, to have that extra overhead. The fact that you do have another child coming or you're about to rent out your house or that, you know, you won't be able to take a holiday for another six to 12 months. You've not considered that impact, right? And again, my former business coach and still a very good friend, when we did our exit interview on well, my last coaching session with him, he said this one piece of advice, which just sits at me all the time. And he's like, just remember you have time. You don't have to do everything right away. And it's, it's so true, right? Like how often are we just like, if I don't do this today, we're not going to get it. But just now I'm not going to do it. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I'm coming up to my 10th year in practice. I've been around the world. You know, there is time to do these other things. Not going online isn't going to be something I'm, I can't do in five years, right? If I don't get a TikTok account right now, I'm not going to miss out. If I don't do this thing right now, like there's no point in doing a whole heap of things poorly when you could do things well. Yeah. And so. a lot of time when we expand, we expand on hype, right? You know, if our clinics are really busy, oh, we need to get another therapist on board, but you're not factoring fluctuation of what 
happen in the future. And you could have weeks where you have no no treatments, no nothing booked in. Um, and that way you kind of lose sight of the growth that you had and you haven't really anticipated, you know, the, the negative financial stuff that could have impacted you. There's one. You know, a lot of time I've got a lot of friends in the building industry who, you know, grow massive, massive businesses and, you know, have contracts here and contracts there. And even people in the allied health section, you know, open a clinic here and open a clinic there. Most of the times they revert to closing all that and going back to a sole trader approach. So this is something, you know, in, in, in a scenario that, that I mean, I'll never go back to a sole trader approach, but, you know, I would really now prefer one location, right? Because it's just easy to manage things. And, you know, yes, you learn, but you don't want to be making the wrong learnings that will set you back. Um, yeah. These are just few things to kind of be aware of. Good point, bro. Nath, you have hand up first. Oh, man, I'm, I'm jumping in. Um, I think there's a couple of things there. Sorry, my, my daughter is charging along in the background here, so I apologize if she's jumping over. But as like you said, you're on the hype machine. And like, especially if you bring an employee on, you have to remember your growth is going to stagnate. So mm-hmm. this is one of the things I think we don't take into account as practitioners that if you put someone on, you have to be willing to stagnate and potentially get slower for a while because you have to be focused on building them as their employer. And yeah. two, it's like taking holidays, right? And allied health, if you take a week off, it's not that you just didn't earn money for the week. When you get back, you're going to be quiet. So it has a culminating effect. Mm. And so these are the things we have to take into account. If you're like, all right, I've got a child coming in and take six weeks off, but I'm going to open a second practice and I'm going to take on three new people. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for a little bit of potential issues. Yeah, you're going to yeah. collapse. And in my experience, as Ben just said, I have seen countless cars over the years have like five, six, seven, ten thriving practices and then come back to them five years later and they're back by themselves in one practice and they're like, I'm making as much money as I was before, but instead of doing 120 hours a week, I'm doing just my hours and going home, right? Yeah, it's very, that's quite profound when you like, and you can't, you can't ignore shit like that, right? If you, people got testimonies and anecdotes of those things happening to them and they're in the same industry as you, then I think you've got to pay attention to it. You can't ignore it and you can't be burying your head in the sand either. And you can't be arrogant enough to think that it won't happen to you. However, you know, I know what I was like at the start, fucking gunning for it didn't matter what anyone said said we'll make it happen you know currently things are doing well so why won't they do well in the future but there's no guarantee of you know future success just based on your previous and current success so i think that this is a big thing that we used to do when we i ran home for self with my brothers is that we objectively tracked metrics within the company so i haven't been doing that at the moment so we're talking about tracking retention new leads how many consultations you're running per week. And that way you can see, you know, you put it up into Google spreadsheets and stuff, or you do a line graph on the wall like we did at the time. And then you actually can track things and sort of understand, you know, where there's going to be quieter periods in the business where it's going to be busier. You can understand uh, when you tweak certain variables, if there's going to be a flow and effect to your sales or if it's going to like positively or negatively impact your business. So at the moment, if I believe if you're not tracking things with metrics and objectively tracking your, your business, almost like when we work with clients, if you're not using some numbers and some data 
as well as some subjective information to track how your client is going. How do you know that they're progressing? Um, same thing with the business. I think if you're not objectively tracking some metrics within the company, uh, then you know you're, you're going to be making blind decisions, poor decisions, and decisions that might actually even do the opposite of what you intend them to do. So that's what I, what I'm personally going to be implementing again, and to making sure that we're objectively tracking things. That that way we've got a good insight into the health and well-being of the business itself. And are you in a position? And are you forecasting like Mina's talked about yeah. on several other podcasts? Are you forecasting for if something, you know, you know, one of your guys gets injured or you, you know, you have to take off six weeks instead of three weeks of paternity that leave like you're intending, yeah. um, you know, rent's going up that year. The room's going to be increase in price. You guys want a promotion. Like there's all these things that need to be taken into consideration. So I think that statisizing your business is a really good um thing to do a good strategy to take and like they said um getting someone who will hold you accountable to that because i know personally that i don't hold myself that accountable um in certain situations in my life especially if you think they're going really well you just pay less attention to those things yeah the classic right even with patients like once things start feeling generally good we're very good as human beings to stop paying attention to it. Whereas we all know once the pain's gone, we're only at the tip of the iceberg. But there's an idea of people are not to scare people away from expansion, but like if there is opportunity for expansion in whatever facet it is, as we've discussed through here, it never hurts to learn about it, right? So just cause you don't think it's time or you've seen these things or you've, you know, things, it doesn't mean you can't have meetings and have discussions you know, end of last year, I went and had several meetings about buying another practice because there was opportunities at foot. And I was like, well, it's not going to hurt to have the chat. And in one case, I even made an offer, but I made an offer that I knew if I put this offer on and it was accepted, I was going to come out ahead with a bit of work. I could, I could lose, worst case scenario, if it all went to shit, I could sell the equipment and still pretty much come out with the minimal loss, right? So it was one of those like, this is the safe way to do it. And ironically, I was told no. And then they came back to me two months later. And by that time, my energy had shifted. And I actually said, they offered me at my price. And I said, no. So it never hurts to lean in. It never hurts to check out. It's just the same principles with bringing on an employee. Like, you know, hire slow, fire fast. Look at opportunities slow and dismiss them fast, right? And it's not getting into that sunk cost fallacy. If you've got something going and the energy is just not there, the person's not there, or it's not going the way you want, don't just keep pouring cash at it or time and energy because you feel like you're a failure if you let it go. Sometimes going and failing is the best thing you can do to make your other things better, right? Yeah. And you're better off learning that experience than just sitting in it and failing properly. I want to flip side this around because I think there's a really quick analogy here that people need to understand, and it's the principle of cash flow, right? And all you need to look at in Australia right now is the amount of big building companies going under. Mm. And it's not because the work's not there. Like as practitioners, the people are always there. It's because of cash flow. It's because they are not, they're getting held up by extenuating circumstances. You know, Chinese ports closing, shipping issues, increased costs suddenly of fuel, materials. Case scenario type shit. There yeah. is an unlimited sea of work for these companies but due to the way money comes in and out, they're getting sunk and bankrupted. And it's not, yeah, it's not because the opportunity is not there. And that 
is the most important thing to understand. Just because an opportunity is there doesn't mean cash flow will work yeah. for it. And, and, that's, and that's a good point because in the last, I guess, six to 12 months, I've had so many opportunities come my way um, and not every opportunity you need to jump on. This is, and this is the thing. And you won't miss out if it's your time, it's your time. And I think if people spend time focusing on planning, and I mean really focusing on planning all the, the wins, the losses, the potentials, if you failed and have to go bankrupt, can you afford to still keep going, right? All these things are very, they're looked over and they're not looked at thoroughly. And then we leave it to experience, right? Um, if you can learn from the people that have done it, and really kind of master, like even just understanding the profit first system, you know, understanding how your finances are going to work, how you're going to allocate money, focusing on your discipline with money and being honest with yourself. Because if you run a business, it's all about cash flow. And then the thing is, when you, once you expand, something's got to give. It's going to be your time <laughs> or your people. And this is the sort of thing where you need to decide where do you want to spend most of your time? Because once you start employing three, four, five, six, ten 10 employees, your clients become your people. And if you can't manage that balance, everything's going to fall to absolute shit. And then you're going to get to that point going, I think I swallowed too much before I could chew it all, right? And then you start to choke. And then you start to go backwards, you get into a negative mindset, and then it's just shit for days. <laughs> and then you start to resent why you even started what you started. A um, little bit of passion coming out here, but I think you can kind of get the gist of this is the shit that happens, right? This is the stuff you don't hear about on your fancy Instagram roles because no one's going to show you this sort of stuff. Mm. And I think once you are honest with yourself and your doings, um, then you take the time to build is what I want to say. Take the time to build. And just because you're doing well doesn't mean to go on the next thing. Just sit in stillness. Focus on where you are and sit there for a good three years. Well, this is like the thing is like it's so funny when I look back at some of the times when I've chosen expansion. I've actually like, you look at yourself six, 12 months later and you're like, I'm actually not, I'm, if anything, I'm making less and doing more. And then you guys get um, paid more than you. <laughs> yeah. And you know that it's coming, but it's like, you have to be willing to sit in and it's, we'll see this continued theme through today. It's all about time, right? We are in a society that wants everything now. And I think yeah. we've forgotten that an overnight success takes 20 years worth of hard work, right? <laughs> and not just an I Instagram post. Yeah, I think we're all starting to run short time here, but I think I want to leave you with this concept that one of my close friends, and he's been on the podcast before, I don't know if it's actually been released or not, was with Mr. Dylan Cavass-Rothwell, an exercise physiologist friend, mm-hmm. who's just conveniently moved his entire family to Bali for six months to just hang out and work from there. Oh, that was him. Oh, what a legend. Yeah, the big boy. <laughs> um, but he has this concept he calls the worst-case scenario, and I actually think it's a really good understanding and analogy to decide whether you're ready for expansion. And the concept was that, you know, if everything fell apart today, you had to sell your home if you have one, your cars, everything you own, if you had to sell, get, like, just liquidate your business. He's like, and this is for a friend of ours, he's like, you're in a position right now because if all that happened, you could wake up in an apartment tomorrow with your wife and a child put the coffee on, get out of bed where you want, and you'd still have the better part of three, $400,000 sitting in your bank account. And if that doesn't make you feel safe and happy, nothing ever will. So if your worst case scenario is that you just get to take a year off, sit on your cash and enjoy your time with your family, then you're probably in a position where you can do expansion. If your worst case scenario <laughs> is that you've got... To be. <laughs> mate, if you've got... Like if you sold everything... Idealistic, you've got two not weeks, even worst case. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, like you've got two weeks of pay and you don't know where you're going to feed your family, then there's no reason for you to be really, like you should still consider it, but you should be very, very certain before you pull that record. Mm, that's oh, very, very wise. I think as I will finish it up, but there's Naval says, you know, um, don't take punts or risks um, where you can basically lose everything. I forget. I fucking, yeah. I didn't say that very well. How does no, you say don't, don't go all in on, um, on something that can basically uh, bankrupt you, something that can ruin yeah. you or ruin. It's ruin. Right. Anyway, I imagine it's like a poker analogy. It's like you don't go all in when the risk is going out. Yeah, I don't know why I went just full. <laughs> I just went, I don't know, I don't, my brain just went. That's what happens when you've been doing too much expansion. <laughs> That's right. Ru- ruin. You got to avoid ruin at all costs. That's it. Same now, as ruin crypto, could right? be criminal. Don't on emotion. Money. That's right. Don't put all your yeah. eggs in one basket, especially if you can lose that whole basket in the one hit. So, yeah. um, play smart games with smart people. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one to end on. All right. All right. All right, legends. As always, we hope you got a lot from today. If you have any questions, please, we're always here. Reach out directly and please grab that screenshot, throw it up, tag us in it. It really does help get the message out. And please leave us a five-star rating wherever you are getting your podcasts. As always, we'll see you next week. Thank you. See you later.